0: Welcome back to Nervous Rex Neon Genesis Evangelion Rewatch Podcast that is truly worthy of your grace It's 50% Rewatch, 50% first time watch I'm the Rewatch Half, my name is Joe, I use any and all pronouns
1: Uh, I'm Chris, I use he him pronouns, I am the first time half uh, And I'm also the person here to remind you of two things One, that the show is 100% Trauma and uh yep, forgot that and also that i was the one that rolled up to this recording session i i came into this like a kid coming to their parents room to let them know they threw up and i was like joe i've been drinking
0: <laughs> it's true so
1: if that affects this episode in any way shape or form know that you can send uh letters of complaint to the angry orchard company
0: yep <laughs> that's the party responsible
1: <laughs> they're the ones that uh that made the uh the ava netflix dub homophobic
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I thought you were gonna say that this watching this episode sobered you.
1: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I can't be sobered.
0: Fair enough. Um, we're back, everybody. We are living in a post Netflix Evangelion world at this point.
1: Yeah, which I should have seen this coming, but that has made my life a whole lot harder.
0: Yeah. Like, so, so, so you're actively trying to avoid spoilers, then?
1: Yeah. So, like every now and then, I just see the word Shinji and have to like fervently scroll
0: uh-huh that'll be fine it won't make i feel like a lot of the things that people will talk about won't make sense to you <laughs>
1: yeah that's probably fair i'm just i'm just the not taking any chances
0: i haven't i haven't changed any part of my life and i have yet to see much about it other than from people who have seen it before and are uh complaining in some way shape or form about the uh new subtitles or the uh, i've seen like one clip of the voice dub, I wanted to watch some of it myself so I could so I could speak on it, but I just haven't done that.
1: Maybe next so. time. No, you got you got a little bit of time.
0: I do got time.
1: Yeah, I I I'm not gonna mute any words or anything though, cause like I want to be able to see if people make like stupid memes for us and stuff, or with, like mm-hmm. yeah, just people like talking about the show in general, like to us. I wouldn't want to be like I didn't see it because you said peng- pen pen like you know like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, everyone's been really nice, the listeners of this show.
1: Yeah, our listeners are, like, the coolest people. Like, did I see something about, like, one of them, like, brought us up at NPR? Did I misread that?
0: No, that's true. That's a real thing. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's just, like,
1: I I want you to know whoever that was, if you're listening to this episode. I didn't jump in and thank you on the Discord, because I feel like it'd be weird for me to come in, like, seven days later and just be like, that's cool. But it was cool, and thank Mm you.
0: Shout out to Ben, everybody. There you
1: go. Um, Shut the fuck out.
0: Yeah, there's. Can I do lot... one other
1: quick shout out, real quick? Yeah,
0: go for it. This is we're in it now. This is shout out, shout out hour.
1: <laughs> I I made a joke. I think uh, a few episodes ago about following me on Letterboxd, and I'm pretty sure a fan of the show actually did. Hell so, yeah, Trevor on Letterboxd, If you found me <laughs> through this, I love you. You have my whole heart and soul.
0: Hell yeah, thank you, Trevor.
1: There you go, thank you, Trevor.
0: I, th- I this is episode five. Uh, we're we gonna... put
1: off the the sad stuff for long enough.
0: Yeah. This is episode five of the anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion.
1: <laughs> I got made fun of for pronouncing it that way, but like I don't see an alternative. Like to pronounce it like evangelical, it just sounds dumb.
0: Evan, Evangelion, like, Evangelion? Evan is jelly onions.
1: Yeah, you can't do that.
0: No, um, but we're we're on episode five, which is titled Ray One, um, or Ray Beyond the Heart, depending on which title card you catch, and we or
1: if you're using the uh kissmovies.id title cards loggers cut down old tree and never expected what they saw inside and the second title card feed your childhood imagination with this optical illusion art
0: <laughs> oh that's the that's the secret cut i heard the i heard the netflix uh, dub changed a lot but damn uh, episode 5 ray 1 we're going to learn a bit more about ray she's kind of just been a Mysterious face we've seen a couple times so far, but um, it's time to hang out with her a little bit. And last time I recapped, so this time it is Chris's turn to tell us. Uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do like a very contained, uh, just front to back the the beats, the plot points, and then we're gonna dive into uh, probably. Um, an absurd amount of discussion Of had to guess.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm scared, so just make sure that if I forget even the tiniest detail, you just scream at me.
0: I will not do that.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, we open with... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, we didn't open, you fool! <laughs> we never opened!
1: <laughs> uh, um,
0: Please carry on.
1: So, they're, like, running tests on... An Ava that has a Master Chief helmet. <laughs> and uh, that's the one that belongs to Ray, as we learn in like a, a minute or two. And they're, they're doing some tests. And it says like uh, approaching absolute like breaking point or something like that. It sounds real ominous.
0: Mm-hmm. This robot's orange. It looks uh, considerably different than uh, Unit 01.
1: It kind of looks like that Metabot thing, too. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah.
0: the same like tone of or, or uh, yeah, hue. Of of orange and similarly angled, I would say.
1: Yeah, the uh, the Ava starts to like lose its shit and like it gets unplugged and it's like holding its head and like kind of like convulsing mm-hmm. around and eventually Gendo uh, shocks us all with real human concern for another individual and he's uh calling out Ray's name and he runs down there and like she's in like a little capsule thing that he
0: yeah if pries you open. If, if, if you remember the like. The plug that we saw Shinji get into it to get into the robot we we see this one shoot out in like an emergency ev- uh evacuation thing
1: yeah, and so he uh he pries that open to uh to ask if she's okay and there's a really cool shot of glasses sitting in like the l c l liquid and it just hangs on it for a second, and the glasses break a little bit, and then that's when mm-hmm. we get into the first uh title card but the glasses become very important so uh, yeah it's also that important now.
0: that he, he he burned his hands on it
1: yeah well they didn't reveal you that yet joe i'm going in the order the episode presented us with the information
0: I well i think it's pretty clear from the visual language that he's that it's burning his hands
1: oh maybe i'm just a dummy
0: he like grabs it and then like pulls back in pain and then does it again anyway
1: Oh, I must have been caught up at something else. I didn't even notice that. I thought the first time that they showed us that was later on.
0: And then the glasses, like, start to melt is kind of the uh, what I got from it.
1: Yeah. That LCL's hot. hmm The next thing we see, I believe, is, like, Ritsuko is, like, analyzing the, I believe, the angel that they fought the last time. Like, she's got some kind of, like, readouts about it. And she's telling Misato and Shinji about that. Shinji's got on a little helmet like the Mega Man enemies do. little people are just, like, eyes and feet.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing.
1: <laughs> That's wild. But um, I don't remember exactly where that scene leaves off. Like, she tells them something that seems important, but if I'm being honest, I don't remember what it was.
0: It was, like, something about, like, their, um... Oh, yeah, there's, like, just, a, like, a... It's it's kind of a lore dump in the way that a... yeah. I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is, like, technically important, but not really.
1: But, like, we don't have to pilot the thing, so, like, we don't need to know. Someone else is taking care of it.
0: Honestly, the fact that it's intangible and confusing, I think, gets across what it's supposed to get across.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: Yeah, she she explains some shit about, like, we can't figure out what this thing is made of, but its genetic material is, like, almost identical to human DNA or some shit.
1: Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Wow, I can't believe I forgot that, because that was some wild shit.
0: Yeah, and then they start talking about the power source, and it's like, sorta, <laughs> sorta know what it is.
1: Yeah. And then um, uh, Gendo, uh, Bad Dad, is checking out the the Dead Angels' core, and uh, that's when Shinji spots the, the burns on his hands. mm mm-hmm. um, And they fill in Shinji on what happened with the, the other big robot. And then we cut to Shinji at school? and like Toji and Kensuke are like ogling the um the uh the lady swimmers.
0: Yeah, they're like separated. The, the yeah, there's like the girls doing swim and then the the boys are just kind of waiting I think to go running.
1: Yeah, much like some fans of this show uh they're trying real hard to get him to like objectify Ray.
0: Mhm. This was uh, this was a really weird scene for me because I'm like, well, they are the same age, but it's still gross from like a masculinity thing. And watching it as an adult, I feel bad.
1: Yeah. and
0: it's then not great? Yeah. And also, like, this was created by adults. But there will be plenty of yeah. that conversation later.
1: Yeah. So then Shinji says, like, no, I'm not horny for her, you weirdos. I'm just wondering why she's always alone. Uh, but then he has a little discovery. And uh, she's not always alone because back at uh, Nerve HQ, he, like, observes a conversation between her and his dad. And, mm-hmm. like... His dad's like smiley with her, and Shinji like literally is like, "What the fuck?" Like,
0: yeah, like who is who is this? Who is the whose man is this? Really? <laughs> yeah, Like this, this is like the only to... this this is the only positive emotion I think we've seen from either of these two characters. And this when they're like alone together.
1: Yeah, Ritsuko's over at their place at Misato and Shinji's place, and they're they're hanging out and they're eating Misato's bad food. And Ritsuko is like, "Oh, hey, like uh, I need you to drop off." Uh, it's like an id badge for um for ray and that's when like masado accuses shinji of having a crush on ray and shinji's like blushing which i was thinking about this during it's like you could either be blushing because it's true or because it's embarrassing to have it like implied when it's not true so like you're always trapped in situations like that
0: yeah that's just kind of that's just kind of the experience um uh, yeah. or yeah masado has had like a couple drinks at this point too so she's just kind of like being obnoxious
1: yeah just like Teasing him about uh about maybe having a crush on Ray, then Shinji goes to Ray's place and like does the first like morally like questionable thing he's done in the show so far. It's like oh like Shinji's not just like 100 good boy in my book at least because like Ray it like doesn't answer the door and so he just walks in.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is one of the unless I'm forgetting something drastic from the first four episodes. This is the first time I felt like his awkwardness does not excuse any shit or like his yeah. trauma does not excuse any shit. Not that those things are, excuse isn't the right word, but it's, it's way less understandable than the previous things.
1: That's the best word for it because I literally was trying to figure out, like, what kind of person in what situation would you do that in? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think any normal person would be like, I have to drop off a thing to them. They're not here. So I'll just enter their home. Like, there's so many different options that you can yeah. do instead.
0: Oh, the door is unlocked. I guess I could just set it down and leave.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally anything other than what he did. Yeah. But um, he goes in there and like the it's really creepy because he walks into the the room and there's just like the pillows all bloody and there's bloody bandages uh, mm-hmm. in various spots in the room.
0: Yeah, it's it's a depressing visual.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then he sees his dad's glasses, the the cracked ones from earlier. Eagle-eyed viewers will will remember. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: he doesn't know they're his.
1: Yeah, um, but but we do as eagle-eyed viewers. Yes, and they're like on Ray's dresser, and he's like, "Oh, are these hers?" And he tries them on, and then he uh turns around to see Ray like I am assuming like coming out of the shower. She's got just like a a a weird towel on.
0: Yeah, she's. I think she's like drying her hair at first. So I yeah, it's definitely. It seems to be implying she's coming out of the shower.
1: Yeah, but she's naked, uh, uh other than the towel. And he tries to like explain himself for being there. She kind of like walks up on him, but they end up like tripping. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when that happens, oh, I forgot. She's going, the the way the tripping happens is she's going for the glasses.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. She just wants to take the glasses off his face and then they kind of fall.
1: Yep. And then as he falls, it's like comedy of errors. Like he also somehow opens like a dresser drawer Mm -hmm. and like all her underwear flies out onto both of them. And there's, like, a really long shot of them, like, on the ground. Like, him on top of her with, like, underwear everywhere while she like, is, like, her arms are outstretched and she's got the glasses in in, uh, in one hand.
0: She seems relatively unfazed.
1: Yeah, she just asks him to move while he's freaking out. According to the wiki, uh, only then does he notice that his hand is on her breast.
0: That is that is an accurate description.
1: She kind of just, like, unbothered gets back up and gets dressed and uh, and he's freaking out like trying to like explain that he didn't mean for any of that to happen or whatever uh but eventually uh they just go back to to nerve oh they get into an argument about his dad
0: yeah that's a scene
1: she asks if like, it, like doesn't he have faith in his in his father i don't remember what about and he's like no why would i and she turns around and just belts him across the face with a a slap mm-hmm. and then oh and then another angel shows up and gendo says that like rays not ready so shinji's got to do it and they launch Shinji up to go fight the thing, and then he just gets fucking blasted through the through the chest of the uh the Ava, and he screams in the most unnerving way since the last time he screamed in a really unnerving way. And then the episode just ends.
0: Yeah, it's like a hard cut from his his screaming in pain to just fly me to the moon.
1: Which we were talking about with like the um the song, like either being to like calm you down after what you just watched or to like intentionally highlight the discomfort like to have like kind of like a a sweet soothing song playing after like you're like wow Mm
0: -hmm. shit's bad yeah it's always a very conflicting emotion getting to the end of one of these episodes
1: i can't believe we haven't brought this up yet though i know we talked about i think i'm pretty sure about just how good the opening song is but I, i don't think we've talked yet about how like how weirdly not like weird necessarily but like that does that song does not fit this show it's, that song it's I feel like it like,
0: simultaneously does and doesn't. Or what well, what, what I what should I mean. say like, is the opening. The because op- the, the I think the visual highlights the frantic nature of it.
1: Yeah, I just mean like if you hear that song, it is impossible to not be happy when you hear that song. Like you just like want to fucking dance, you want to turn it up. Like it's like a, it is like a banger of a song and like mm. the show is not that energy at all. Like No.
0: No, it is not.
1: It's yeah, it's like I feel like a uh, an obvious, but like a distinction we somehow missed until now to point out that like those two things really don't on paper jive together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels pretty intentional to, to 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 make that uh disconnect happen.
1: I don't I don't know what I think is like behind that. Like I could see it being that, but I could also just see it being like a thing where like some studio exec is like. Look, we gotta pull these kids in somehow. You can't have, like, sad orchestra music playing when their episode starts. You gotta, like, grab them with this.
0: Yeah, it's very, like... It's interesting, too, because, like, as much as you, you think that's, like... Yeah, that's what an ap- anime opening sounds like. It's also, like, better than any other one. <laughs> so... I mean,
1: it's, it's definitely, like, like, top three for sure. I'll give you that for sure. Sure. Uh, the robot with the Master Chief helmet that I mentioned earlier... He was doing what we'd all like to do and trying to punch the shit out of Gendo. I respected yeah. that.
0: It starts fucking swinging at uh that like uh observation office.
1: I guess I forgot to mention that when I was doing the recap, but yeah, it totally swings on Gendo.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it's going berserk.
1: Which is interesting. Now that I think about it, to compare the like Ava that Ray pilots reaction to Gendo con- compared to Ray's reactions to Gendo.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting. I think contrast that we can see in this episode is like that. Well, that's the first thing we see too, is this like the, this robot just starts swinging and then Gendo being really, really concerned. It's just like, suddenly it's a different show, honestly. And then when he, when he saves her, when he gets the, the plug open, there's like a, uh, he like looks at her face. He's just kind of like, I see. And then that's it. Like uh, what, what, what did you see? (laughs)
1: yeah that's true,
0: but yeah he's like really concerned everyone's kinda of like watching thinking that he sh- shouldn't be going down there and doing that also but yeah it's 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 a wild introduction, uh based on what we've seen before.
1: It was really interesting to me because like we've had a lot of conversations on the on the show before about like, oh, are these adult characters like reacting this way to the to the children because they're like valuable assets or because they actually care about them as people, and like the second that Gendo calls out to Rei by name, I was like, this is real. Like, he yeah, actually yeah. cares about her. Like, even before he, like, pries open the thing with his bare hands and, like, burns the shit out of himself, which I think could, you could argue that part is maybe something that you might do if you're just trying to, like, preserve your, like, your goals to save, you know, society. But, like, I feel like the... just like the I, I
0: think, considering we haven't seen him give a shit about Shinji that same way, who is his son, I, I would argue maybe no
1: <laughs> that's true i guess i'm just saying like there hasn't been a situation like that in the same setting where he could do that sure. so we, we don't really know for sure but I, i'm with you though i was just saying like th- like that's a thing that's very extreme but that you could chalk up to like i need to do this because if i don't we could lose a, one of our like biggest weapons like whereas like the yeah i i feel like to 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 yell out someone's name when they're in danger it, it speaks to a more like personal thing than just like oh this person i can use is in trouble so that just instantly tips off what the kind of episode does later where it's just showing that these two have like an actual like somewhat like personal intimate relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This uh it it prefaces this with like twenty-two days ago. So this happens before Shinji's here. So there is Oh,
1: I didn't catch that. I didn't see that.
0: There is you you could say like, alright, maybe it's he's more concerned about it when they don't have Shinji yet. Yeah. The 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 result of this Uh, Test going wrong is why they go get Shinji And and the the first episode happens
1: Oh, okay Because that that completely changes a theory that I had Okay, Okay. that's good to know
0: Yeah, I think think Ritsuko says like Before you came here When she explains it to Shinji as well
1: See, I thought that meant like before you came back Like after he like ran away
0: I guess I don't know how many days Like I, I don't know the exact timeline This saying 22 days is not super informative Yeah But that was My my impression was before Shinji was here at all.
1: Okay. Because I can tell you my theory, which I already thought was probably just, like, talking out of my ass, because I've only seen five episodes of this show or whatever, but, like, my best reading of it, and maybe we can see, like, what the alternative would be if it was, like, before he showed up at all. But I was kind of thinking that if she is, like, tight with Gendo to the point where, like, they're, like, smiling together and the glasses are important to her, and when, like, Shinji says something bad about him, she slaps him, like, maybe the fact that, like, she was unable to do her duties when she was supposed to and then his actual kid shows up and then he's doing it like maybe she feels like her position and her relationship with him is threatened and because Mm. because why i thought why i thought that was because she has the breakdown right like in the robot like at the very beginning of this episode and then when they do the test again it specifically shows a shot of her in the cockpit looking ahead at her like display and the glasses there and she's like content and smiling and like okay and i wondered if like having that little like that little um like talisman of like the relationship was like i feel secure in my position like and that's why she was like more stable
0: i think that reading is is still solid even with the different timing because i because I, th- I think that pressure on her when she's trying to recover from this because you know we, we've seen her bandaged up this whole time um and you know we can assume it's from this uh test that goes poorly yeah so yeah i i think that reading is still fair she seems to be pretty you know cold with with shinji throughout this episode yeah but yeah that's 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 definitely interesting um uh, uh, to to, to read like concern and and how she is viewed by by gendo
1: yeah that's the way it reads to me it feels like she like wants to keep his approval and like yeah, I don't know. But but this is like the, the only episode we've ever seen them interact, so I'm judging like purely off the, the the few moments that we get in this one.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think we've already we we've seen her be quick to do whatever T says in like the first episode because yeah. they almost put her in the robot straight from the gurney and then Shinji yeah. dec- decides to do it.
1: Well, and this adds more context to that cuz I remember we talked about it in the first episode I I said something like, "Oh, like she's really committed to the cause." And then like this episode kind of like spins it a little. It's like, "Actually, maybe it's not so much that as maybe it's like the person."
0: Mhm. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot there to unpack for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Shinji's like innate desire to not put Rei in harm's way.
1: Yeah. And also like, I could be wrong, but I I I, I actually I'm probably not cuz it seems very obvious. He like in in addition to just being shocked like that his dad is like kind of like carrying on positively with with ray there also seems to be some like obvious like jealousy of like why is my dad like this with someone else but not with me
0: yeah because that's he's he's never seen his dad be a, a person like a, a person yeah. with emotion before i don't remember the exact age they put they put a number on when gindo went away and he hasn't seen him yeah. since but i don't remember it now
1: yeah, it was a long time though.
0: Yeah, it was a long time. And
1: like, as Ritsuko says, Ray is like his dad, and they're not adept at living.
0: Yeah, Ritsuko uses that phrase of they're not adept, and Shinji's like at what? And she's like living. Like they're both really, I don't know, hedgehog's dilemma maybe. <laughs> but like that, that feels like a very specific thing that I, I, I don't know if I would put that on either of these two characters but they they clearly seem to be cold and quiet into themselves with the exception of this snippet we see of them interacting with each other.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I I was actually this is such a probably a small thing that nobody else probably give a fuck about but I was really interested just by the fact that Ritsuko hung out with them at Masato's place. Yeah. That completely changes the way that you see that character and their relationship like cuz up until this point she just been like I'm the person at, at work who's just like, oh, those angels are doing something, and you got to get in the suit or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, but this time it's like she's like a like any of our coworkers would be, where it's like, yeah, let's go like hang out and have beer and like eat instant food. Like, it's just like, oh, I guess she is like a person, and they like are they don't like no one like dislikes each other. Like they're all hanging
0: out. She she has a very different demeanor when she's not at Nerve, and I and I think yeah. that's there's there's a lot to. To look into there, Masato's the same way. She's also a very different person, and she's not at Nerve. But yeah, Shinji, is Shinji is just Shinji. That
1: keeps her interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was I was really fascinated by we we we've built up this dynamic of what Masato and Shinji are like living together versus how they are yeah. working together, and Ritsuko completely throws that out of whack while also assimilating, like because she. She's, like, got this connection to Masato, where they're both, you know, older women, and the adults in the situation, but she's able to connect with Shinji in this way, where they're, like, they, like, Shinji and Masato foil each other really well, but uh, Ritsuko leans on Shinji's side.
1: Yeah, and, like, and, like, yeah, like, point, like, like, the dynamic's kind of, like, is like, the kind of, like, shitty older sister, and Ritsuko's, like, the cool aunt.
0: Yeah, she she makes a point like, like you know, they're both disappointed in Masato's food choices and, and being bad at cooking, and Ritsuko makes a comment about, like, you know, you can just move out, you know, like, you shouldn't be held down by one shitty roommate, which is, like, weirdly real <laughs> to hear out of this yeah. cartoon. Although I guess a lot of things in this, in this particular cartoon are a little weirdly real.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, like, Masato, like, makes fun of... Shinji for something and I don't know what it was but then like Riska's like oh and like Masao does it too Like that's such a like she, she like you said that she yeah, Kind yeah. of like it, like takes Shinji's Side and like yeah
0: Yeah um it's it's when she's uh Ritsuko hands Shinji the renewed Security badge for Rei for And Rei. says hey can you give this to her And he's like looking at her picture Um for, for an extended Few beats and Notably when I love this shot Where uh when Reitsuko hands the id badge you can see shinji reaching in br- like bringing masato another beer and there was like there was no point in which that was addressed to the audience like she never asks it just happens no she does does she and i just i just missed it then
1: yeah she yeah she she asked him to get him i, I think i
0: one. think even with that i still think it's like i think that highlights their dynamic really well that he's just like yeah i'll get you a beer and and then when she's you know, like, I th- I think her drinking uh, exaggerates the way she teases him for-, for staring at this picture. And it's like, do you have a crush on Ray? Uh, now you have an excuse to go to her place and talk to her, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah. no, that's not it. And, like, you know, and as we said before, like, regardless of whether he does or doesn't, he's, you know, blushing is, like, a natural response. And... Yeah. Masato makes a joke about how she loves teasing him because he takes it so seriously, which is a loaded fucking sentence. And Ritsuko says, yeah, Masato, you're the same way.
1: Yeah. And then she kind of like does the anime freak out. Mm-hmm. where like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's got good comedic timing, despite being uh, pretty loaded with serious implications.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I t- say more about that. Cause I didn't actually, this is one of the few interactions where like, I didn't read that weird.
0: Um, I I it's not that that's weird so much as like the sentiment of I like teasing you because you take it really seriously feels like bad. Oh yeah. It's it, and it's and I think it's it's really real when you when you look at you said older sister dynamics but even like some like parental dynamics that's just like a weird norm of teasing teenagers and kids despite knowing how seriously they take it.
1: Yeah, well that's like a whole genre of like. Videos that go viral on Twitter, right, is like is like parents recording their like little kids crying because they like think something's like a really big deal and like it is kind of funny like in like a in a way, but you're also kind of like damn, you're really just like like sharing your kid crying for all of us to laugh at. It's a little weird, but like
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 a bizarre thing that is very normalized and it's impossible to know in which the context exists. Because uh, it's just a viral thing on the internet in those cases. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that scene was... this. This The first half of this episode really feels like just a series of things happening without a lot of... Like, it's kind of just like, all right, let's get you back in the swing of things. Shinji is, is here to stay. He is a component of Nerve. This is the norm now. And then it's also dropping these things about Rei before we get into the second half of the episode, which is when Shinji and Rei have to interact. But, but, yeah, so that scene happens where, yeah, Shinji now has to, it goes to 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 talk to her and give her the uh badge. We didn't mention pin pin is in that scene,
1: yeah, um, uh Masato gave the penguin beer,
0: yeah, pinpin's like oh man these these humans are struggling with their shitty food, and he goes in his food bowl has the exact same thing, and a can of beer next to it. Uh, the can of beer may really made me laugh. Honestly,
1: I know. Me too. I love that. <laughs> just, just it made me it made me love Masato even more.
0: I oh, just she's completely incompetent.
1: <laughs> oh, I think she knows what she's doing.
0: I mean, it's a good sight gag, but
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, all right, Joe, hold on. Let's pause for a second. Right, do you mean to tell me that if you had a a pet penguin like that, that you wouldn't for just to make yourself laugh, like hand them a beer?
0: I probably wouldn't. No. <laughs>
1: I feel like that's, a, I mean, maybe I'm the fucking weird one, but I feel like that's totally, like, I get it.
0: Tweet at us, tell us if you would give your hypothetical pet penguin beer for a joke like, for Like, you yourself. don't think they're actually gonna
1: drink it, because they can't open the thing, but, like, it's funny to give it to him.
0: That's a pretty fucking nimble penguin, like, he has his own goddamn room, he opens the door, he goes in <laughs> he, it. He pays rent. He may, Maybe he does drink the beer. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm concerned about the penguin's health. Is the penguin 21? I don't know. How old <laughs> do penguins live?
1: I, I, that's a great question. Actually, that's a bad question. I don't want to think about them dying.
0: Fair enough.
1: Although there is a shot in the, in the, like, the whole like next time bit. Uh, they show a battle shot of the penguin, which really excited me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's like a, the penguin looking dramatically over the, like the, the starry sky or some shit.
1: Yeah, that was the fan service they should have been promising all along. Mm-hmm. was battle penguin.
0: Battle penguin. I hope you can unlock Pinpin in, like, one of the fighting games that they made.
1: You talk about things that are, like, real out of the, the cartoon. Masato called out, like, each and every human being that's ever lived with the line, "Uh, when you say nothing like that, when she asked, like, what was wrong or something, like, Shinji said nothing, and she said, like, when you say nothing like that, you're asking everyone for attention? I was like, holy shit.
0: Yeah, that line started, and I was, I thought it was going to go a different direction, Um, reading reading the subtitles she's like, when you say nothing like that, I thought she was going to say something about how it means there is something. And she's like been able to read him at this point that of like when he is, you know, distracted or something, but no, then it turns into you're, you're begging for attention. And I'm just like, Jesus, Masato.
1: Yeah. This is a 14 year old boy. Yeah. That was a lot.
0: Yeah. That's the scene where the, the nothing that he is referring to is seeing his, his dad's hands burned. And that's when uh, Masato's like, I don't know what that is, and then uh, Ritsuko explains it, and Shinji is like flabbergasted at the the act of self sacrifice that his father would do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I th- I think that weird confusion is like solidified when he sees Ray and uh, and Gendo interact later and them smile. But at that point, he has met Ray, and I think it's like twofold confusion. I was like, what is up with these two? Who only have personalities with each other
1: yeah, that scene made me realize too. we've talked a lot about the visuals in the show and like how like how good everything looks and and like there's a lot of like standout shots, but I think one thing we haven't particularly mentioned yet that I noticed this time I wanted to shout out is the show's really good at scale?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: they're very good at manipulating like what looks large and what looks small next to each other.
0: yeah, that uh, I feel like that did a, a a huge number on me at the beginning of the episode when they're bringing in the angel. Yeah, and everything looks so fucking small compared to this giant cloth covered thing
1: yeah even something as simple as like when that, that conversation starts they're very far away and small and like the next time it cuts it's just like their faces fill up the frame mm-hmm. and that like does so much to to like to inform like Shinji's emotional state like taking that in like that's a really easy one but like it's right there
0: I feel like we're putting off the one scene. <laughs> feel,
1: we can talk about it. I'm ready. We have to. No, yeah, we do. We,
0: we do. Shinji. I'm goes, not even dreading it. Shinji goes to Ray's place. Uh, the doorbell doesn't seem to have any response to it. Um, we get a shot of the inside of the door. This place is like dingy. This is like, this is like. I mean, it's probably the assigned housing that NERV offered Shinji at the beginning of the show. It's very rundown. Uh there's like this consistent like droning noise in the background. I don't know if you Yes. Grasped on that. How would you oh, describe yeah. it? Oh yeah.
1: Um
0: Cause it's like it almost sounds like it's consistent, but it's it's like it's it's very clearly like just coming from the city around them.
1: Yeah, it almost sounds like some sort of like repetitive construction noise.
0: It's like it sounds really too like on beat for me to think it's construction, but it's also like it it, it kind of reminds me of how you would hear like the sound of a, a a train in the background of like an apartment in like a Spider-Man movie And you just kind of like, yeah, like this, this sound grounds you in like the setting Yeah And I, yeah, I don't really know what I would call this noise, but it's consistent and it goes for the entire scene There's no music, it's just that
1: Yeah I don't, yeah, I don't mean literally construction, but it sounds like something large and metal. Like yeah. it's, it's got like kind of like a like a like you said like like an urban kind of vibe to it. But yeah, that sound I think is super important in this scene.
0: Absolutely, it, it completely like I uh, I think somewhere near the end of it I had to like I was like rem- I like noticed it again because I it had it had become so just like what I was used to.
1: Yeah, to me the reason I'm not even dreading the conversation is because this time I feel very confident about the show's like intent because in the mm. other, the, the reason we had like a 45 minute long, long conversation about like the, the whole like fan service thing with Shinji and Masada was because like, there was kind of like Nick's signals about like, are you supposed to be like fantasizing about this? Like a young boy would, or are you supposed to be looking at it differently? This one to me, I feel very confident in saying this is, like, not supposed to be something that you are taking any sort of pleasure in because of how dismal and uncomfortable the sound design and the length of shots are.
0: Yeah, the, the, the setting is bad. Uh, neither character, like, it's not even, like, Masato's overly friendly and Shinji's uncomfortable. It's uh, Shinji is unbelievably uncomfortable and Rei is, like, unfeeling. Yeah. Which is, like... I'm pretty sure I started legitimately sweating watching that.
1: It's yeah, it's it's incredibly uncomfortable and it feels it feels very fucked up and heavy. Like yeah. the, the fact that like you said, there's no music and we just hear this like repeating kind of like ominous isn't the right word necessarily, but it's like it's no fun noise and uh and then we're just like this like these like lengthy shots of just like panning the situation and like making you like think about it.
0: Yeah, like, and it's not like yeah and like as you said, it's not in like a sexy make you think about it way, which again, these are teenagers, yeah, and it's yeah, it's weirdly harrowing about like the, the like situation that they're in, and i th- and I think it's weirdly harrowing that Ray is unfazed by it
1: yeah, oh that's that's like the worst part, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that it's so like she doesn't fucking care at all
1: yeah, it instantly makes you worry about the, that person,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like we've we've already, you know, belabored Shinji's discomfort with sexuality and and people putting PDA in front of him, and he's been teased multiple times in this episode about specifically Ray in that context by you know Toji and Earl at, at the it fucking Toji says some shit uh, at the in the, in the school scene, which is pretty brief, and then again when Masato teases him. And then this happens, but yeah. So he, I was gonna mention how the 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 mailbox and the door is like stuffed full, like it's clearly never been emptied or checked, mm. which I which is a very minor detail, but I do think it sells the way Bray lives because as a yeah, it's a very bleak color palette for this place. Shinji enters it and like the sink is like visibly full and it's just kind of like there there's nothing that. Pops visually except for uh, The the first thing is, is The blood on the pillow Yeah Because we, we know she's been bandaged There's like a box of bandages that have been used And he's somehow not I don't know what the fuck is going through Shinji said at this point But he sees these glasses and he's like Are these rays? And he puts them on with, They're the cracked ones
1: Yeah that's weird too now that I think about it
0: Yeah no it's a, it's a very bizarre sequence of things Of just Shinji what are you doing Yeah uh, I guess he's like waiting for Ray to, to show up and then be awkward, which is exactly what happens, but I don't think he was prepared for her to be naked. No. Yeah. So she comes out and he's like, starts apologizing and she like starts stepping over to him angrily. Uh, and it's about the glasses and she just tries to take him off his face, but like he's awkwardly moving and she's like reaching awkwardly. And then, yeah, he trips forward his, like, school bag or something. It's something like that. Yeah, like, hitches on the, one of the drawers, and, yeah, you explained how it, like, falls out. But then, yeah, it's just, it's just a long shot showing that.
1: I, I kind of laughed at first about the fact that, like, the it felt, like, very, like, early 2000s comedy gag. Like, oops, and all the underwear flies out. But then, like, once you actually see the effect of that, like, when, like, they're laying in, like, the, the kind of, like, pile of it. And, like I said, the way that it's treated from, like, a filmmaking standpoint, like, I was, like, oh, shit, this is actually, like, really effective, like, just, like, the way that they're, like, laying and the things that, like, are, like, around them and stuff, it's, like, it, it, like, actually accomplishes a feeling that I think a lot of, like, movies go for with, like, dialogue or, like, body language of trying to, like, emphasize that, like, oh, like, for, like, young people, like, like, sexuality can be, like, scary or, like, whatever, but, like, this actually makes it, like, scary, Scary. like, scary. Like like the imagery is like evocative of like of like sex, but like it's so like it's it's, it's uncomfortable it's
0: it's not framed as like a good thing uh no, in, in, in any way and yeah, like her dead face like like you 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 mentioned that like uh and and like initial response to like find it comedic because like that's kind of what that language sells based on media we're used to or other media we've seen, and I, and I think other stuff in similar shonen genre, like, and you, you would see the, you know, it would be like over the top, embarrassed, and like covering themselves and like running around and there'd be like uh some goofy background music. And then, no, this stays yeah. dead silent. There is no punchline. It is just long, silent shots of her dead face. Just like, are you going to move? After yeah. after a while,
1: and like and like this is the the first like because we we like you said we talked about the fact that like uh they've done they've done the the groundwork to show that like Shinji's like uncomfortable with this sort of thing, but this is the kind of thing where you're like yo this this kid is gonna be afraid of like intimate connection with someone like this for like years to come after this because of like it like it feels traumatic like
0: yeah watching it's, it it's, he continues to like like it, it's particularly bizarre he continues to like apologize and that he's like, yeah, oh whoops, I accidentally touched, you know, her breast and he's like trying to apologize. And I think it's it's worsened by how unfeeling she is. Like it doesn't phase her as unusual or a big deal. He's just like apologizing and he's like trying to he's like stumbling through explaining why he's there and in the card. And she's just getting dressed and leaves. She doesn't listen to like a word he says.
1: Um feel free to to tell me if I'm being head ass about this. But I kind of feel like the bloody pillow on the bed and the bloody rags in the garbage are also playing into this whole, like, sex situation. Like,
0: I don't know. I definitely think it, uh, I didn't connect any of those dots because she's been bandaged. I think it just kind of continues to make this room feel like nothing good could ever happen here. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's any connection between that specifically, but it's, yeah. Uh, it definitely paints a bleak picture of, of Ray's life. And I and I think- it was just something
1: I thought about too because like he's like I feel like uh, you said, said these are the same age
0: I th- I think Ray is also
1: regardless like he he has like no experience with that sort of thing and then like the fact that she is like nonchalant while he's like um you know like stuttering or whatever else like it just like I feel like that adds to that like that kind of um dynamic between the two
0: yeah yeah she is also fourteen. Yeah, it's it, cause like up to this point, he's been like concerned about her not having any friends. Toji makes some remark about, well, maybe she just has a lousy personality. And he's like concerned about her. And then and then this happens. She's like overly. I don't know. If clinical isn't the word. But like the, she is concerned about the glasses and then yeah. acts like he doesn't exist after that way too intimate tri- uh, tripping happens. Yeah, no, it's fucking weird. It's just, it happens. It just happens. (laughs) Yep, yeah. We have to watch it. I'll be interested
1: to see how, like, scenes like this wind up affecting the rest of the story.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is just going to be a thing that happens between these two people for the rest of the show. It seems
1: like, yeah, like, it seems like this is, like, being set up to be a rather big theme in the show.
0: What what theme is that what are you um playing? like just
1: like, like like they're like you said they're spending a lot of time on on showing like people trying to like force or imply like like sexual situations on Shinji and, and like him being like not about it, and in situations like this where like he's like accidentally winds up in these situations he's ex- extremely like uncomfortable in like it it seems to be like a thing that like a lot of time is being spent on it for it to be like not important like. I feel like it ties of like into Shinji's like Shinji's
0: relationship with physical like you said, relationships like
1: or or physical yeah 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 and like and it, it also could just tie into like the um the thing you've talked about before of just like um masculinity in general being pushed on him
0: Yeah I think there's a lot of things tied together with with Shinji's arc of various traumas because there's a lot of masculinity in that and like we saw in the last episode that ties in with the way he is supposed to have physical relationships with other people and like the expectations I think and and i think i think this episode further builds on that with like expectations cuz everyone's just like oh yeah you definitely like this girl right and he's like no not really and then even like by virtue of how much he's like not about that he still ends up in that situation he's confronted with it and it's it's, it's even more terrifying when it happens yeah uh yeah it. and that's that's yeah i think that's a, a a good thing to keep in the back of your head of like those themes interacting
1: um, the only two notes that I have left that I took, I took notes for you again. I, I wrote down two um,
0: things in the back, like, five minutes.
1: Okay. I, uh, I have two notes left, and they're both kind of similar things where, like, I noted something that I don't, I haven't figured out yet what I feel like it, like, means or is, like, meant to do, but it was, like, striking. The mm-hmm. first one is just how loud the basketball hits the backboard, and it's, like, a distorted kind of, like, sound to it. Do you remember that?
0: N- no. What are you talking about?
1: Like when they show uh, Ray with the, with the girls that are swimming, and then they like the transition between that and like um, Shinji with the other boys, like is like a basketball hits the backboard, and it's this like really loud distorted sound. Like it like really stood out to me.
0: I had my volume turned down, so it didn't stand out super bad to me. But I feel like if it if it stood out to you, I could I could definitely believe that being like an intentional jarring sound effect.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think if it's just, like, highlighting, like, these traditional situations for other people are, like, normal, but for Shinji, it's, like, not at all. Yeah. Like, the sound of a basketball hitting a backboard while, like, he's hanging around, supposed to be, like, checking out these girls. Like, it just kind of, like, fits more with the, I think, like you said, the expectations versus the reality. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: The other one was even even more, like, this is for sure, like, doing something, but I don't know what. At the end, towards the end, Shinji and Rei are on the escalator in, in Nerve HQ. I think we might
0: have the same the, note written down.
1: The side opposite them is moving so much faster than the yeah. side they're on.
0: And yeah, it's the like, escalator up out of Nerve is, like, going ridiculously fast. And I don't know if it's just yeah. a visual thing, like, a visual effect because Shinji and Rei are on the right one. So we have, like, a grounded visual spot. But it's it's very noticeable.
1: Yeah. It's, like, very compelling to look at.
0: Yeah, and it's, like, this perfectly symmetrical shot down the middle of, like, these two escalators going opposite directions while this conversation happens. It lasts a little while. When we when we zoom in to, like, them talking about Gindo and being like, do you believe in your dad's work? And he's like, no, why would I? And she smacks him. The The long shot of, like, Shinji feeling the, you know, red mark on his face, the the way that shot is framed of where you only see... You have no other point of reference for motion. It's just him and the escalator behind him. The, the it suddenly becomes very still. Like it's it, yeah. it it goes from like this high octane motion that we is bizarre to observe to this like everything stops when he gets hit. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't again I don't really know what I think that I mean he's hit and he's confronted with Ray having a lot of faith in, in Gendo. And then we get this like stark visual change. Um, I just thought it was like really fucking good.
1: Yeah. That, that scene, the, 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 the first instance where they're on the slow one, the one that at least appears slow and the other one's like whipping, like it, it made me super anxious. Yeah. I feel like that was like, like part of the, uh, the goal because like, they're having kind of like a, like a tense conversation. And so like, like, the, the, the combination of like them trying to like, awkwardly talk to each other On a very, very slow-moving escalator While one next to it is, is like, shooting past yeah. like, it, it feels like it like, really like, creates that mood Of like, a conversation that's, yeah
0: for, for, for some additional context I know some people are listening to this Who aren't re-watching or haven't seen it And are, 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 we were, we were uh, a bit skimpier on details today But um, the, so I, I, I mentioned how Ray doesn't listen or speak to him after the you know Bedroom event she just leaves while he's Talking she starts going to nerve And he just follows her um So there's just several shots of just like them walking With like I don't know five Six feet between them riding the Train with like Five or six feet between them and then She tries to use her car But it doesn't work and he just like Swipes her new one for her and says I was told To give this to you and she just like angrily takes it And leaves but this is this is following That when they're going down the escalator together so, like, that tension is really, really strong still, the, the, the tripping that we, saw, that we talked about for, like, ten minutes.
1: Who knew this fucker could direct?
0: Uh, me. Um, a lot <laughs> of people. And uh, Ano is, is a really good director. The back half of this episode is, is really strong with the way it uses space and, and sound and silence. Um or like or or like just just enough to not be silent, I think is what this show's strong suit is.
1: I kind of can't believe that like they don't show this in more film school like this yeah, show
0: I mean, I don't know, I guess I don't know if there's there's probably some I feel like if there's a film teacher out there who's talking about how good evangelion is, there's probably like a fifty fifty chance they're insufferable. If I'm, if I'm being honest with you, we <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of things like Evangelion is a really really complicated text. I know we've been pretty ex- like, well, I I would say we've been like primarily singing its praises about how good it is visually and and as a a really effective piece, even when the, what it's demonstrating is is harrowing or or bad. Or we had that in depth talk of like, is it still the fan service even though it's trying to demonstrate that it's bad? And I think you know we. I, I mentioned it very briefly at the beginning of the episode, but, like, what does it mean for, for, for like, adults to be making this show? And, like, even though these these themes are really effective about coming of age and, and growth and, like, trauma, it is still a naked 14-year-old, and, like, 14-year-olds being naked, like, having that situation. Yeah. And, like, I don't have the answers, but it's certainly a conversation. Yeah. And that's, like, that. that is... Evangelion has like a hundred asterisks on it. When I say it's like good, I I like good with like five hundred different fucking like well in the million different contexts. It's it has a lot of value to it. There are people who get triggered by the things that are in Evangelion. And like,
1: yeah, maybe I should be more careful until I've seen the whole show because right now, I'm like this show's fucking great, like maybe I let you know like I don't know
0: well, yeah I think there's always the context of we take we're taking it episode by episode. you haven't seen it before, yeah, and, at least I and, have. I and i'm and I'm not about to say like you're wrong for feeling the way you're feeling <laughs> um and like I, th- I think these episodes are really strong, i think like 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 this one I think is is the most complicated one we've talked about, obviously, but it's it's just it's just a complicated text, yeah. And I, and I just wanted to like plant my flag in the ground here and say, I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) that's probably important. We're going to, I, I, but I've just been thinking a lot about how this, like where this show goes in terms of just like, there's been so much discussion around specifically episode 24 and, and you, you referenced earlier about how like, oh, the, the Netflix dub is homophobic. And it's like a little bit, yes, but again, there are four hundred asterisks on everything. And and we will get to it then. Is is <laughs> we'll get to it then. <laughs> I will not deal with it yet. We will have a three hour episode on End of Evangelion alone. I guarantee. Oh, oh no. Oh, that movie is so much, but I'm not gonna I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna scare you off. We're only five episodes in. Okay. Of of twenty six of the of the show. There is one other note I had, hey man. which is right after that escalator scene, we see Rey suiting up in her plug suit for her test. And she's like smiling to herself. She seems to be thinking about something. And what we hear as the viewer is Ritsuko explaining Gendo saving her. And I just think it's really fascinating the way that it demonstrates her remembering something through the context we have for it. Not her own context for it, yeah, and and like you know, maybe there's like there's there's no they could use her context for it, we could connect the dots and get some additional information of what like her experience is. no, we don't get that. she has no agency <laughs> we get we get what Shinji was told, even though Shinji's not in the room, and I just thought that was like worth writing down and talking about
1: yeah, that's probably like an important distinction.
0: I think so because I you, you know I I feel like you you could go the other way you could you could give her more agency and explain her perspective like that would that would be also a very valuable route and the the decision to not do that i is is equally fascinating cuz i i i don't read it as lazy and reusing and being like well we want to make sure the viewer knows she's thinking about that cuz like we know she's thinking about that that like one, that's the only remotely positive emotion she's ever experienced and in, in, in front of our eyes, and she clings to those glasses like like a life force.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, this just occurred to me. So if there so if that scene was like forever ago, is it possible 20, that's three that, weeks? <laughs> yes, sorry, sorry. By my by my perception of this whole thing, like forever ago. Before Shinji was there, nothing was real. Time wasn't real. Sure, yeah. But like, is that i hadn't considered this yet is that incident what bonds them together like was she like is that why she likes him so much because he saved her not because like it was already a pre-existing thing
0: that i mean that's a possibility we don't we haven't seen anything of them interacting before that moment but he was
1: because that would explain why she keeps the glasses as such like a treasure to keep it because it's the time that he saved her life I, I, i think
0: she would do that even if she liked him before
1: no, absolutely, but now I'm saying, like, I, I just never considered that that was a possibility, too. Yeah. That that's the first, that's, like, the, the, the catalyst for their relationship. Yeah,
0: it's, it's hard to say because Gendo is so passionate about saving her in that moment already.
1: That's true, yeah. So,
0: if, if I that's I got my him, own point. If if that's him winning her over, I think that's a fascinating read, too, but I don't... Yeah. We don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, we'll dig into it. There's, um, This episode's called Ray One, so presumably there will be more Rays, right?
1: Probably it's interesting now that you mentioned that though that like even though it's an episode very much about Ray um and titled after her, that we do have a scene where like we're we're only seeing her through like other characters' like perception
0: of the yeah and stuff. there's there's a this show does a really effective job giving you information about characters that is not through their own lens, no one explains their own bullshit,
1: yeah, which I actually like, and that's what I was thinking when you were talking about that is like I think that's good, like kind of like writing economy because like it might be kind of like forced or hacky if it's like oh and here's a flashback from Ray whatever but like to have like like to just line up the visual of Ray's like expression with another character recounting it is like that's like a um a more like subtle way to do it and then like you said it's interesting because like it creates the thing of like you said no one is really telling their own story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, everyone is just perceived. Um and I, and I think I don't know if I, I would go so far as to say it's well, at this point in Evangelion, I do not know how strongly it is intentionally showing how these characters are viewed in media. And, I mean, we've already seen Rei be objectified in this episode. But, like, yeah, she's not given the agency to, to to have her own experience. Even if, like, you were like, oh, yeah, maybe it would be, like, hackneyed to have her just, like, think back and and, and talk to herself or think to herself. We we get it through this this lens, but like we we get, intentionally in that lens, there there is no agency from her.
1: Yeah, this is the first episode though where like like I said before, like um, just slightly different reframing. I feel like this is the first one where they presented characters acting that way as like we are not supposed to be for that. Like even this scene where like the other characters are. talking to shinji about like oh like her thighs whatever it like comes off like in in the text as gross
0: it does yeah and and i think at this at this point we have we've been grounded in like shinji's experience of that too but like he just kind of brushes it off he's just like no i'm just curious why she's lonely and then he continues being friends with these two people it's like it, it, it really is like shinji's experience clashing up with like i don't know what we're used to yeah i think uh I think I think a lot of these conversations, by virtue of the way that this episode cliffhangs, is just like we will return to all oh, of yeah, these for, things.
1: Oh um, we talked about all that shit, and I forgot that the Shinji poor boy died. gets blasted in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Oh the, <laughs> the, the, god, the last, like, we gotta come back to that next time. Yeah,
0: so I mean, all the stuff with Rey will will only continue to get more uh, extrapolated and complicated, and we'll probably refer back to some of these uh, origins of uh, of what we see of her. But uh, yeah, no. The last like minute of this episode is, hey, there's a new angel. Uh, Gendo says, send Shinji Ray's not ready yet, she just had a successful test, so she's like able to use Unit Zero, but not, not, not good enough for Gendo to to put her life in danger. Anyways, he's Ray. Don't pilot the Ava. I want
1: Shinji to do it again. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll put my son in danger, not this girl. She, yeah. So he's going up, and they're like, oh no, it's charging up an attack. As Shinji's, like, going, like, the robot is going up, up the, like, I don't know, railing thing that it goes up. Misato's, like, screaming, like, oh no, it's, it's gonna attack right when he gets there. Shinji dodge, and he does not. He takes a beam, uh, of, of, like, a laser beam attack thing right in the fucking chest, and he's just, like, screaming, and then it hard cuts to, to be continued. We also, the angel that appears, the fifth angel, we get our first shot at our beautiful boy, Ramiel. The peak aesthetic angel. We'll see more of them next time as they kill Shinji. Uh, but it's just a big diamond in this guy. You probably, you probably. Oh,
1: that- oh, that was the. I didn't even really like, comprehend that that's what that was because like it looked nothing like the other ones. Yep.
0: Nope. It's just a big fucking diamond. It's oh, it's not a uh, yeah. The last ones we've seen are like there was like a one with like vaguely Eva shaped, like it was like humanoid ish. Uh, if if yeah. not like weird proportions and it, uh, did some fucked up stuff with its arms and then the weird tongue snake thing and then this one's just a big diamond.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like that they're like that buried.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I uh I I uh I look forward to to seeing Raymiel again next time on the show. Um you've probably seen meme- memes of this angel before too if you're on the internet in remotely near anime spaces because it's just a fucking diamond. Are you talking to me?
1: <laughs> I've definitely never seen this diamond. And I, I
0: tweeted this right before we started recording this podcast. I tweeted this and said, felt cute. Might delete later. <laughs> I, I've seen edits of this with like the Bass Pro logo on it. <laughs> there's, there's a lot, um, but we'll, we'll revisit Ramiel next time. Uh, I think, I think that's the episode we've been recording for over we an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, any, any closing thoughts?
1: I don't think so. I mean, like, I guess I have the closing thought of, like, where you can find me on Twitter and stuff. Okay,
0: so no closing thoughts about the episode.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: Okay, then uh, then tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter, Chris.
1: You can find me at Topher Disgrace on Twitter. You can also find me on other fine podcasts like Movie Club, where uh, Riley just subjected us through our Patreon to the Peter Pan prequel. Oh, yeah. It's called Pan. That's, and, like, sometimes the, the you weird, just got question. the
0: weird Nirvana cover in it.
1: Yeah, I mean they the pirates sing smells like Teen Spirit, and like you just sometimes wonder like, are people really your friends? <laughs> when they when I they was,
0: when they put that in you front like of you. Snapchatted just like the art from it, and I was like, I sure hope this means you're gonna watch this movie. So
1: <laughs> oh, we watched it. Good. Yeah, that's that's already up for uh for. Patrons, and it'll be out on Monday for uh for the normal. I didn't know that um,
0: Alien Happy Hour patrons got to uh pick movies. I think I'm gonna have to fucking get my wallet out soon. Oh,
1: yeah, I would love to to watch your your pick for uh, for movies. I I have to uh, I have to go just... through
0: and double check all the things you've seen, and then like just just really pick something out. The thing is, do I pick something really really good that you've all never heard of, or something really really bad?
1: <laughs> you could do both. You could just like just decide whatever you felt like in the moment. They're both valid options. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's that, and then there's also um, a little ditty called "Alien Happy Hour Wrestling Federation." Where, uh, as we're recording this, tomorrow night we'll be doing a a one night big tournament show. Let me just run down this tournament lineup for you. We've be, coming, this will be this will be the greatest wrestling thing of all time. This will
0: be coming out next week. So, on, on this show comes out on Thursdays, and and the wrestling show you're talking about on YouTube is also on Thursday. So, if you're listening to this day, yes. it comes out. Pop over to Chris's Twitter to to get the link to that uh this and uh so so whatever chris is about to tell you has happened and now it's going to be like the second round of it
1: It, 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 well actually the whole tournament's happening in one night you can go back and watch the event on youtube and then you can check out the follow-up like the fallout from this but this tournament bracket right here mr clean versus john wick android 17 versus kylo ren the penguin versus the beast and luigi versus shaggy rogers
0: i hope john wick wins
1: i think we all do but uh life has a way of crushing our hopes and dreams. So yeah.
0: we'll see. We lost we lost uh Shaggy's reign, so
1: I I'll never get over it. Uh also you can find my uh my films. If you just kinda search on YouTube like Chris Hutton Films, it'll probably come up. Mm-hmm. I have a, a YouTube account on there with it's like in your tweet. three shorts on there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. This,
0: it's true. in your there's one in your pin tweet right now.
1: There's one of them in the pin tweet. There you go. Joe, what about you?
0: You can find me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Ghost of Joe. It's called Ghost of J O. You could find me tweeting about uh various podcasts that I make and other things that I be doing uh and, re- and retweeting uh my, my partner selfies. Um these are these are what you can find at, at my wonderful Twitter page. What's a what's a show I can plug? Uh this episode comes out in july what's happening in july uh got it memorized if if for, if for some reason you're here and you have not checked out my podcast got it memorized most people start there and end up somewhere else uh it, it's it's a show where my friend wheels and i we recapped all of kingdom hearts we by the time this is out we'll, well we are done with kingdom hearts 3 we're gonna do like one last connecting the dots reading secret reports episode but we recapped all of kingdom hearts uh, we're going to switch over to talking about The World Ends With You, um, because it's, it's, I don't know, they seem to think it's in the same universe now. So we're going to talk about it uh, before the DLC comes out this winter, and uh, you can go check that out, listen to all the Kingdom Hearts stuff if you haven't. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what's up with me.
1: I assure you that podcast is good. I'm sure
0: I'm preaching to the choir, but... I assure you that podcast is good. Oh! that's it. That's the episode. Um, we'll see you again in two weeks with, uh, episode six. Uh, what is the name of that episode? It's Ray two.
1: Um,
0: or, actually, or, or Joe, decisive battle in Tokyo three.
1: Actually, Joe, it's man breaks into abandoned wildlife preserve only to face his nightmare. <laughs> or I think McDonald's prank goes unnoticed for two months.
0: <laughs> uh, that first one sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> We we'll, we'll see you next time see how this fucking battle in Tokyo 3 goes down uh, and I don't know maybe'll we'll, we'll give you fan service next time. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Psyx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do Baby Heartless come <laughs> from? What is Pete? Is Zena Warrior Princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it memorized? memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs>